This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 57. Show notes for today's episode can be found at 41more.com forward slash 57. This episode is brought to you by my free workshop, 10 Truths to Crush Homeschool Burnout. Whether you're experiencing a bit of frustration and stress in your homeschool right now, or maybe you haven't even started homeschooling, but you want to have some really great truths to anchor your homeschooling philosophy and get your mindset in gear before you jump into homeschooling, then this free workshop is for you. You can find out more and register at 41more.com forward slash burnout. Welcome to episode number 57. And I just want to ask you a question. Are you stressed out with teaching math in your homeschool? Or maybe you're not homeschooling quite yet. Maybe you've got little ones and you're anticipating starting to homeschool and you're kind of dreading the fact that you have to teach them math. Math anxiety is a real thing even among homeschool moms who have been through high school, graduated, some of us have been through college, and yet we still kind of have this mindset that, you know, math is hard, boring, and we're going to struggle with it with our kids. I want you to know that you can homeschool math without anxiety. And in today's podcast episode, I was able to chat with Lisa Ann Dillon. She is a third and fourth grade combo teacher at SLO Classical Academy, which is a hybrid school that actually offers homeschooling component in conjunction with on-campus instruction. So her own children attend this classical academy, so she's also a homeschooling mom like most of us listening today. Due to her passion for teaching math dynamically, she's been working closely with the Wisdom Wonder Project and bringing together and producing Singapore Math video series. So I chatted with Lisa Ann and we talked about all like what is the Singapore Math series. I I have never used it in my homeschool, so I wanted to learn a little bit more about it. What's the philosophy behind it? But if you're not ready to jump into using a certain curriculum like Singapore Math and you just want some general ideas and tips for teaching math with your elementary kids, with whatever curriculum you're using, I think you'll hear a lot of tips and tricks that you can put into practice even this week in your homeschool. So it was really fun to talk to Lisa Ann and make sure that you check out the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 57 and I will have links to the Singapore Singapore Math video series, as well as the Wisdom Wonder Project and everything else we chat about. Okay, sit back and enjoy. Here's my interview with Lisa Ann Dillon. Lisa Ann, thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast. Abby, thank you so much for having me. It's really fun to to come and um, I don't know, we're meeting virtually uh, each other, but also to meet and uh, reach out to your audience. 
For sure. Now you're a homeschool mom. Give us a little bit of a rundown. How many kids do you homeschool and how long have you been at it? Yeah, my first, uh, my oldest is actually a sophomore right now in high school. But when he was two and a half, I began working at uh, the school where I teach, Slow Classical Academy. And so he has been homeschooling um, on my knee, you know, from the beginning. My daughter is 11 and in sixth grade. And so from when she came out, we were reading <laughs> um, our material. So the, the two of them have been homeschooled pretty much their whole lives. And um, yeah, and, and then and I've been a teacher for oh, 25 years or something like that. Awesome. So today we're really jumping into talking about homeschool math, which is a scary subject for a lot of moms. You know, it's one of those subjects where we've been through school, but we're still scared about teaching our kindergartners or first graders all the way up through elementary. And so, you know, like what are some of the common struggles you see when you talk to homeschool moms about teaching math to their elementary students? Honestly, I think that's the place to start is how, how and why people feel about math the way they do. Um, the part of the reason families choose homeschool is some of the dissatisfaction with what is offered um, in school. So um, part of that comes from um, when we were in school we didn't necessarily have best practices when it came to mathematics instruction. And so there is this kind of math anxiety that I meet with um, as I talk to homeschool moms. And this is what we are trying to really um, address with the Wisdom Wonder Project and the Singapore Math videos. We're trying to make it run and ready for moms um, who may have some anxiety about teaching math. And what we would really love to see nationwide and worldwide, and we have a big scope, is a math revolution where we learn the fact that truly everyone can learn math and there's no such thing as like a math gene or a math brain. It just has to be taught in a way that is accessible and developmentally appropriate at every age and stage. That's awesome. A lot of homeschooling comes down to mindset really, doesn't it? And it's the mindset we bring in that's affecting our homeschooling. So, okay, based on that, so what would you say are some of best practices or best tips for homeschool moms listening who are trying to teach their elementary students the math concepts? Yes. What I want to say is um, I have been um, teaching math in a hands-on manner my entire teaching career And so when I stumbled upon Singapore math, it was like the clouds partying and the angels singing because all the things I was already doing and already valued and found to work with students, I found in that one package. But let's say you don't, you know, you're not going to switch your math program necessarily midstream and you just really want to know how to meet your kids' needs. The top for me is working with real things, manipulatives, Um, you know, We as adults understand symbols, but young children don't. So they they might be able to say to you, three plus four equals seven. But if they haven't worked that with materials that they can put together and pull apart and see that also six little froggies and one more froggy also make seven or five little froggies and two more froggies also make seven, Mm -hmm. we want them doing all that experiential learning so that they're developing the conceptual understanding for themselves. And that's something everyone can do regardless of their math program. Mm -hmm. Another thing I think is really important is getting kids verbalizing. We all have experience with students who... um, they can do the math and they, don't, they can't tell you how they got the answer. They don't know what they did. <laughs> well, we want them to know what they did 
because that um, kind of metacognition, that thinking about your thinking, um, it takes the learning to a deeper level first off. But if we teach them that verbalization over time as they get into the higher level math, math will feel like a friendly, beautiful place to be. They'll have the thinking skills available to themselves to to access that higher level math. So let's teach them to talk about what they're doing. I always say, teach teach a skeptic. Teach someone who doesn't believe that three plus four equals seven. Prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, it's um, using a lot of visualization. So use pictures. If you don't have the right stuff around, use pictures. Um, one of the things Singapore Math does so well is um, give... Uh, what are called, they use tens frames. So really giving kids a good conceptual understanding of what 10 is and how to make 10 and how 10 relates to all the rest of the numeracy. And can I say one more thing? Yes. (laughs) I I, I warned you ahead of time. I could talk about this all day. In our nation, we tend to think of math as uh, calculation, right? Like we want to get our math facts down. We want to learn our multiplication tables. Mm. Math is so much more. And math is really suited to the developmental level where children are. For instance, in kindergarten, kindergartens, kindergartners love to sort, stack, line things up, look at the color, uh, figure out how many are more or how many are less. That's math. So we want, I want our families to see math is all around us. It's beautiful. It's accessible. And yes, homeschool moms, as you get over your fear, you really can do it. You, you can do it so well. And I, I just want folks to know that. That's awesome. And I love, I love what you were saying. Um, kids have a hard time unless they're, they're using things in front of them. They, it's so abstract to them. But when you bring it down to their level, they can see it. They can touch it. I love that. And any homeschool mom can add that to their math program right now if they're not doing it already, right? It's going to make a That's, huge difference. Yes. It will make a huge difference. It's an easy add. And you can use things that you have around the house. Like, you know, that game Uno? Mm-hmm. When I wanted my son to start, um, you know, thinking about strategies for how to add together numbers that might feel a little inaccessible, we just started playing that game Uno and that he would add up his score and he would add up my score. And I would just talk about mental math strategies as we go. Like, oh, you have a six and a five. Gee, remember that five and five make 10. And then there's just that one extra. So six and five is like five and five and one more, you know, like I was teaching him to add mentally by, by just, but, but he never knew that we were just playing Uno. Um, Dominoes, another great thing to do. There's a skill called subitizing and you can Google it, (laughs) Um, but I'll explain it briefly, which is just that to be able to look at an amount of something and know the amount. So think about if you roll the dice and you have um, four dots on the corners and one in the middle. Mm-hmm. If you can see that visually, that's five. Mm-hmm. So that you were subitizing to recognize that as five. But we can move all those dots around for five and kids can continue to recognize. So dominoes is a great way just to build this visual skill. It's like we want kids to know the number inside and out every single possible representation. And so, um, and so that's a great way to do it. Really anything with dice and anything with playing cards because they have all the little things right there, right? 
Yes. So these are great, great things that we can easily add in. So you've been mentioning Singapore math, and I honestly, I'm going to say I don't have experience with it. So I really would love you to tell us about it. Like, what's the philosophy behind it? What methods are used? Why do you love it so much? Why was it this amazing thing when you found it? What, why do you love it? Yeah, let me, let me try to do the elevator version. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I, what I learned over time is that um, in Singapore, they, uh, the government became concerned about their GDP and they recognized that the way to increase kind of productivity in their nation was to increase the skills, the mathematics skills across the board. So they invested mm-hmm. and they researched. And what's really funny is that the research they found was uh, in, in, from the U.S. And it was research that was done in the 70s that was never applied properly to our American mathematics system. But they took it and ran with it. And the key component was teacher training. Mm-hmm. Singapore math um, is, in Singapore, it's, it's not Singapore math. It's just math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the way they do math. But it shot them to the top of um, the world in regards to performance in math. And so, you know, people began to take notice. And um, different publishers have put out different versions of the Singapore math curriculum. Mm-hmm. So... Then if we talk about sort of like, but okay, that's where it came from and why it's good. It's research-based and so on. But what, but what is it? Um, it really starts with teaching each concept concretely. And that goes all the way up to like working with pre-algebra with sixth graders. Um, or actually algebra is woven in throughout, throughout um, the levels. Um, and so every concept you're going to teach, you're going to start with a hands-on material first. So especially catching those kinesthetic learners and the visual learners. And then it, you use that word abstract. Yes, math can be abstract, but it shouldn't be. It should be conceptually based. Um, and so as kids work with materials, it's like fireworks going off in their head, aha moments. Um, and then slowly over time, you transition, you can transition a, a, um, a concept that's become masked to be mastered. You transition that to pictorial representation. And so visual representations, um, People have heard of bar modeling probably. Um, that really comes right out of Singapore, and that's a visual representation. Um, and the abstract concepts, um, for instance, we can think about like what we used to call borrowing and carrying with addition and subtraction. That is taught after kids have already learned to add and subtract um, mentally, horizontally, using all these different mental math strategies. So it isn't that they don't explore the algorithm. Absolutely, the algorithms are taught and learned applied and used. But a lot of times, by the time we get to that abstract, the kids don't need them. They are really solid at doing their math mentally. And, you know, eventually you're going to need them um, as you move up and so on. But what I, what's kind of beautiful about the school where I've been, because we adopted Singapore math 10 years ago, we're saying, like I said, my son was in second grade when we adopted it and he is a sophomore now. All the way throughout his math career, I've been able to talk to his teachers and the kids who've come up through Singapore math, they confirm that those kids know how to think about math in really effective ways. So that's why we love Singapore math. (laughs) That's a long answer. No, it's great. I really honestly did not know anything about it until, until this talk. So this is great. So now the Wisdom Wonder Project is an online, um, resource that does use Singapore math. And I know they have some videos coming out, especially for kindergarten. Can you kind of tell my audience what that's all about? 
Yes. So you would go to wisdomwonderproject.org and um, the pro the the program is has got kind of some different components. The Wisdom Wonder Project can be used. Um, we are going to be adding more and more levels. So it, currently it's junior K and K. Um, young scholars will come out in the spring for first and second grade. Um, and so those are packets, um, like uh, curriculum packets that you can purchase to support your homeschooling. And you can uh, buy whole bundles where you could depend completely on Wisdom Wonder Project for your teaching, or you can choose a la carte. But and so then the Singapore math videos um, is a, a component of Wisdom Wonder, and the Singapore math videos. The goal is that moms who have you know perhaps multiple kids, moms who may or dads too, because dads are homeschooling and grandparents are homeschooling. So the homeschooling uh, teacher would be able to choose like, do they want to sit down and learn how to teach Singapore math? If they watch those videos, they are going to learn brand new verbiage. They're going to learn brand new concepts that they've never seen before. And they're going to learn how to take a proper pace with their kindergartners. And then as we add first and second and so on. Um, but it is, um, it is beautiful. It is um, interactive. So for parents who need to turn it on and walk away, it is something they can feel really good about. Um, I helped cast the vision for these videos and I said, I want it to be like watching Mr. Rogers when we ask the kids, like, what do you think about this? You know, our teacher, Mrs. Hauser, Amy is so darling. And when she says, what do you think about this? Our test audience kids are completely interacting with her like she is in the room. And so that's what I wanted it to feel like, like almost like kids were going to watch their math show. And again, this just takes a little pressure off parents. So they say, oh, you know, oh, it's time for math. And you have those kids who say, no, no, I don't want to do my math today. Well, we wanted to make something where the kids were saying, can, can I watch my math show? Can we turn math on now? And we are finding with our test audiences, that's exactly what's happening. Oh, that's so cute. And you know, that's, that's perfect because it sounds like this is really made for a homeschool audience because I know some math online math programs, it really is still made for like a traditional setting, a traditional classroom. And it's so boring and you feel like you're watching a 45 minute boring class. And so this sounds amazing where you're saying it's exciting and that's what we want. We want our kids to be excited about learning, right? That's right, Abby. You really hit the nail on the head. When when we began to look for what was out there, um, we were really surprised to see that there wasn't anything really hitting the mark. And we determined to produce a beautiful product that, because, you know, especially for homeschool moms, we don't feel great about putting our kids in front of a screen necessarily. On the other hand, we really need some support. I mean, we know we have homeschool families that have five and six kids and all these different levels and you're trying to manage it all. It's a lot. It's really hard. So yes, we wanted to produce a click and go um, math show that um, families could feel like they could see what their young children were doing and feel really good about it. And it, it is perfect for side by side too. If you just want that snuggle time with your kindergartner, um, it's just really darling. Like all of our parents who've been watching the video also don't want to miss it. <laughs> But we really wanted to make it sort of, so we um, set up the materials that you're going to need for the day. You know what you need to get out. And what I want to say right now is that, um, and I know we can get to it more in detail later, but 
currently, um, all of our Singapore math videos are available for free just to um, reach out and meet the needs of families who are now homeschooling for the first time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is recommended if you adopt this as a curriculum that you have the Singapore math video, uh, I'm sorry, the Singapore math curriculum books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I would say even right now, you know, some of it is get your pipe cleaners and your beads out and we are going to make a little bracelet. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have a Singapore math book to do your follow-up, you can join right in on the activities. So cool. And we will put links to all this in the show notes as well. So that's awesome. So what, what grade levels will you eventually be going up to in this? Okay. So we really have a dream that we will just continue going right up into algebra. Um, we, are, we were going, and you may want to, um, we were going to do a Kickstarter really just to fund the project. It's, um, we have lofty goals. Mm-hmm. And, um, but given the current mm-hmm. climate, we, we are not going to do that. So we're going to try to find other ways to get funding. Um, but it is really our hope to get first grade up and running for next year. And that eventually, if we get enough funding, we would we would be able to roll out multiple grades at once. Currently, we kind of have to do one grade at a time. Does that answer? That makes sense. Yep. So basically, if people are interested in this, keep an eye on uh, Wisdom Wonder Project website and just double check. Year by year, there's going to be more there. That's right. And in the meantime, hit subscribe. (laughs) Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, what else? I don't want to. I, I don't know what else you were hoping to tell us. I don't want to cut you off. But what other? Is there anything else that we should know about Singapore Math or um, the Wisdom Wonder Project, or even just a bit of last minute encouragement for the moms that are listening? I mean, obviously, I think it might be helpful to share a few of the responses that we've had already from families who are testing out yeah, the program. That'd be great. And. One of the things that I think really answers a concern that moms have is that while, um, you know, we have a mom who tried something for the pre-K, I think, and she commented on the fact that her, oh no, it was a kindergarten part of a kindergarten component. She commented that she has a preschooler and that she has a first grader and that she did the activity with all of them and that everyone loved it. And that is that has been the goal. When we were writing the curriculum, we really wanted to make it suitable so that you could um, take it up a notch or down a notch based on the needs of your students. So we're really thrilled to see that that's happening. Also, the there are components that get you outside with your kids and get the kids outside. There are nature um, nature components, but we want families to take time to be together and get outside and relax. So that's built right into Wisdom Wonder Project. Um, Everything is just laid out for you and put together. And that's something that we're hearing from families too. So it takes a lot of pressure off. The, The activities are all truly beautiful. And sometimes it's hard to pull together a whole bunch of beautiful things for every one of your kids in the household. Mm -hmm. So this is right there for you. So we're really getting a lot of positive feedback. Um, And then specifically with the videos, um, people are commenting on how many different types of materials. So it's like opening up an understanding for families that you know, like I'm looking, Abby, I can see behind you in your, um, probably your homeschool room right there. And I think I see five globes. Mm -hmm. My mind is saying there's three on that side and two on that side. And, um, 
already I'm like, even as I said that now I'm starting to think about your baskets and how many baskets there are and how you have a ba- some baskets that have white trim on the top and some. That, so we want children to start doing that. And that's what we're finding is that as a result of watching these videos, Kids are doing that at home. They're thinking that way, but so are the parents. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, wow, it looks like I have about 14 forks in the fork drawer. And it's, we really just want to create this sense that, um, you know, math, first of all, it's everywhere. It's all around us. It's accessible to everyone. And it's really, really very fun. And, and so um, we're, we're just thrilled to see that that is the response that we're getting from families. Awesome. You know, I really want all my listeners to go check out, we'll put the links. I want them to check out the free videos right now, the Singapore math kindergarten, right? And you said pre-K as well. They're free. This, or- yeah. And the Singapore math currently is only kindergarten. Okay. Um, but Wisdom Wonder Project is also offering other free materials right now while people are um, sheltering in place. Okay. Makes sense. Perfect. So, you know, I, help, I think you've really helped us realize that if, if, if math is stressful in our house, it's probably because we're bringing a stressful mindset to it and we're not approaching it well. Because when you're talking about all, oh, it sounds so beautiful. It's, it's almost like, um, you know, like the Charlotte Mason uh, philosophy of like beauty, right? And, and in learning and learning life, right? All of life is some, there's something to learn and you're learning in your normal life. It's not this boring, dry textbook that we have to learn our math from, right? So what, what kind of last minute encouragement can you leave my audience with? Well, I think you did, you, you spoke it so eloquently right there, Abby, but it is just that idea that, um, if we're schooling our children at home, we have the opportunity to make learning come to life and to help them see beauty, see wisdom, and, um, and learn to pursue that. And particularly with math, yes, it can be kind of dry and um, then you get struggles with your students. But I think that we can, if, and Charlotte Mason was a master at this, we, we pay attention to their developmental levels and then we meet that need. We meet them where they are. And when you do math in a dynamic way, most children respond well. And um, the final thing I want to say is just kind of addressing this math anxiety that, that we, we all have. I want to encourage all of your homeschool families out there that it is never too late to learn. And that, um, you know, that's what we want to model for our children is lifelong learning. And so opening your own mind up to looking at math in a new way. And I'll throw this last little um, anecdote in. I was a pretty severely struggling learner as a child, all the way up through high school and into college. Um, I went back to college to become a teacher and I had an amazing math teacher. Her name was Shauna... Frazen, I think was her last name. And she taught in this manner. Everything had to be hands-on. I remember she taught me fractions using pattern blocks. And we played with Cuisinaire rods and we played with Unifix cubes. And I was in my late 20s. At that time, I learned my multiplication tables with her doing everything in a hands-on manner. We used arrays which is just when you, you know, you, you put materials out in the picture that it is. So a row of three with um, four items beneath that is three times four. And, you know, you can visually see that that's 12. So in that math class in my late 20s, I learned math for the first time in my life. That made me fall in love with it. That 
got this inspiration within me to say, every child can learn math and we can all love it. (laughs) So if I can love it, you can love it. (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, this has been really fun. And you've um, kind of opened my eyes to different ways of thinking about math too. It's not my favorite subject. So thank you for your inspiration and your stories and and your your, um, ideas here. I think it's going to be really helpful. And I thank you for joining me today. It's been great, Abby. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed this interview I had with Lisa Ann. I hope it showed you that you don't have to have anxiety when you're teaching homeschool math. Make sure you check out all the links we mentioned. They'll be in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 57. And don't forget to check out our free online workshop, 10 Truths to Crush Homeschool Burnout. You'll find that at 41more.com forward slash burnout. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling. Happy homeschooling.